Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text comes from our epistle reading, Ephesians chapter 1. In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. You may be seated. The will of God can seem mysterious. It was a warm spring day more than a decade ago in Cincinnati, Ohio. An 18-year-old young man was sitting on a curb, staring out into a parking lot, not fixing his eyes on anything in particular, because his mind was too busy thinking. He faced a choice, probably the biggest choice he ever had to make on his own. High school graduation was a matter of weeks away, and he held in his hand three different college acceptance letters to three different schools. Now, he knew he was blessed to have the opportunity to even go to college, let alone get to choose which one to go to. But still, he became frustrated. The deadline to choose was coming up, and he felt the pressure to decide which way his life was going to go starting in the fall. He felt the pressure of the future, And what frustrated him most wasn't that he had to choose, but that he couldn't be certain that whatever choice he made would be the correct one. What if he chose wrongly and something terrible happened because of his choice? Or worse, what if he chose wrongly and he missed out on something fantastic because of that choice? And so he felt paralyzed This young man was a Christian, and he knew that God was in control and had a plan for his life, but in that moment, that young man didn't know what God wanted. And maybe that was the true source of his frustration. If God really has a plan for me, he thought, why can't I know what it is? Have you ever been in a situation like that? I'm sure that you probably have. And that you can identify with that type of frustration. Uncertainty is a part of this life. From politics, where is our nation headed? To our church life, where is our congregation headed? From family, am I raising my kids right or do we have enough money? To school, am I making the right decisions for my future career? From the faith of others, why doesn't my loved one believe? to our own faith. Am I okay with God? What does God have planned for me? These are uncertain times. The Ephesians to whom Paul was writing dealt with a lot of uncertainty as well. In fact, they came from a culture that was based in uncertainty. Ephesus was a Greek city in what is now modern-day Turkey, and as Greeks, they would have been raised believing that on any given day, they couldn't be certain of their future. They were at the mercy of a certain will 
of a fickle Greek god or goddess. And I believe that's why Paul opens his whole letter to the Ephesians talking about the certainty that we have in Christ. That there is such a thing as certainty. Imagine how liberating that would have been for them to hear about that. That the one true God loves them so much that he provides them certainty for their future. And that's a message that rings true for us as well because we desperately need to hear that too. That in Jesus Christ we can have certainty in uncertain times. Paul writes, In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us, in all wisdom and insight making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. When talking about certainty, everything begins and ends in Jesus Christ. And as Christians, we continue, we continue to proclaim that every single day of our lives. It's God's will that we are redeemed by His blood, forgiven of our trespasses. But there was a time when God's will wasn't so clear. We have the benefit of living on this side of Christ. In the time of Amos, for instance, God's will was more mysterious. Amos, a simple shepherd, was charged with the responsibility of delivering a not-so-happy message to the northern kingdom of Israel. Israel was worshiping other gods and mistreating the poor and the lowly. They were proud and they were arrogant. And Amos told them what they didn't want to hear, that destruction and judgment and exile was in store for them. And although we didn't hear it in our reading today, the book of Amos, after loads and loads of warning of destruction and judgment, does end with a promise that despite the judgment that they would be facing from God, God would eventually restore Israel through the house of David. You see, Amos, along with the whole Old Testament, was pointing forward to Christ. Israel and its southern counterpart, Judah, would be facing years and years of uncertainty. And the will of God for them would not be clear as they would be exiled. And they were left wondering, how long will God's anger last against us? Are we ever going to recover? But there was one consistent promise from God through it all. One thread of hope, one refuge of certainty in uncertain times that the promise of the Christ who was to come was a promise for them. The Ephesians, now living after Christ's death, life, and resurrection, still lived in a world of uncertainty. And they heard Paul's message which was God's word, and it started with the law. It condemned their sinfulness and their idolatry, and they likely were left thinking, is God angry with us? Are we ever going to recover? 
And there Paul's letter picks up and answers them with the gospel loud and clear. God chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. In love, He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. Adoption of Greeks? Gentiles? The will of God was no longer a mystery. It was now revealed by Jesus. Jews and Gentiles alike, they didn't have to wonder what God thought of them or what God had in store for them. To their surprise, God had adopted them, had chose them before time even began. He predestined them to be included in his family as sons and daughters. Now there's a lot that we could say about predestination, more than we can say here today. But I will say this. Sometimes we make predestination more difficult than it is. The way that Scripture speaks about God's predestination is clear. It's meant as an assurance and a comfort to us as Christians. God chose us before time began. How wonderful is that? It's reason to rejoice. When Jesus came to this world to live among us, we could see for the first time in history the entirety of God's salvation story. Because of Jesus, we know God's plan from beginning to middle to end. It began with the Word of God at creation when God spoke and things began. It was enacted through the Word made flesh, the incarnate Son among us. And it will be fulfilled when the Word of God comes in all glory and power and the last day to bring us home with Him. And we can be certain that all of that and the hope that comes through the working of God applies to us as well. Paul writes, In Christ, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. The inheritance is your place in God's kingdom. And Paul is assuring the Ephesians and assuring you and me that our fate is not up for debate. It is secured by the Holy Spirit. When God grabbed hold of you in your baptism, when the gift of faith was extended to you, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit. It was God's work, not yours, and so you know you can trust in it. Paul says that the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. The word he uses there for guarantee is also the word for down payment or a pledge. It is an assurance of what's to come. And so when doubts arise, we never look inward to our own strength and merit for assurance. We always look outside of ourselves to the concrete and secure work of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to this world to secure the victory over everything that would cause us uncertainty in this world. Sin, the devil, even death. We look to the cross 
We look to the empty tomb and we look to our baptisms, which is when Jesus' work was applied and connected to us. When the Holy Spirit guaranteed our future inheritance with a down payment. So can we have certainty now? Well, being a Christian doesn't mean that our lives are free from uncertainties. As God's plan continues to unfold before us, we may not exactly know why things happen the way that they do. And that can be hard. But one very important thing is certain. God's will for us is not a mystery. It is secure in Jesus Christ, and we know how the story ends. Though this world will attempt to take all from us, it can really take nothing from us. Because everything we need is secure in Jesus Christ. But being a Christian is more than just running a terrifying obstacle course until we reach a good ending. God has in mind for us something much more beautiful than that. You see, when Jesus came to this earth, came to this earth, what he said was, the kingdom of God is now here. And he has chosen to work through us to bring about that kingdom, to share the love of God, to forgive one another, and to be forgiven, to be united as the body of Christ around his word and sacrament, and to be living signposts for the new creation and the resurrection which is to come. Which brings me back to that 18-year-old young man who was paralyzed by uncertainty. You may have guessed that that was me. You know what I would say to myself back then if I had the chance? First, I would probably say, relax. But more seriously, I would say, take comfort. In the words of Paul, he says that God has always had a wonderful future for you. In fact, he wanted to be so close to you, he sent his son to this world to reveal just exactly what that future and that loving plan is. That there will come a glorious last day for you when you will see with your own eyes the words of Job come to fulfillment. I know that my Redeemer lives and after my skin has thus been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see my God. And until that day, he hasn't left you stranded alone. Turn to his word. There you will find the wonderful promises in Christ for you. Turn to his sacraments. There you will find the forgiveness of sins that you need as you make mistakes along the way. Turn to prayer, giving thanks, casting your anxieties upon him. And turn to those whom God has placed around you. They can offer you God-honoring advice. And then after all of that, turn to your future and do not be afraid. Go boldly. Sometimes we put more pressure on ourselves than we need to, trying to figure out all the details of God's plan before it happens. But God assures us that when we stay in his word, that God gives us the freedom to choose. 
And you can be assured that along the way, God is with you every step. And despite any uncertainty that you may come across in this world, God gives you a clear and certain future in His Son, Jesus Christ. In His name, Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, the peace that comes from knowing that our future is secure in Jesus Christ, may it guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.